fourth generation stand up what's going on my name is michael highland and i'm your host here on the fourth generation podcast today i will be taking a short intermission from the story that we are listening to with alejandro sanchez and i'm going to be doing a solo episode to give you an opportunity to get to know me the host and i'm not going to go into my full backstory i just kind of want to share with you the audience where i am right now in my life and what exactly i'm doing with this podcast and what exactly is the fourth generation just to give a clear indication for those people who may be wondering what's going on with all of this and to allow you to decide if you identify as fourth generation, which I hope you will. So stay tuned and we'll get started right after this. You are the fourth generation. You are a warrior. You own your story. You are optimistic and you know your actions make an impact in the world. You stand up for those who cannot stand on their own. You listen because you truly care and know that people want to be heard. You speak boldly for those who haven't yet found their voice. You use emotional intelligence to understand the patterns that are causing destructive behaviors in our families, communities, and society. You break these cycles. You tolerate and respect others and their opinions. You make a difference when you listen, speak, and act. You are the change. You are the fourth generation. Fourth generation in the house. Please stand up. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, Michael Hyland, And today, I am taking a short intermission from our story that we're listening to with Alejandro Sanchez and I am going to share with you what's going on here at the fourth generation to give a good understanding of what this whole movement is about exactly and so the concept of the fourth generation occurred to me I want to say a year and a half ago maybe almost two years ago and so I was off of work I work in the construction industry right now and I'm currently um, currently changing my career and to get away from construction which is something I don't have any passion in and my passion lies in coaching and helping other people succeed as well as sharing stories such as we are here on uh, the fourth generation and hearing those stories as well. So, a year and a half, almost two years ago, I was off, of, I was off work due to um, a back injury at the time. And during that time, I was working on starting a drop shipping store, something that didn't come to fruition, but something that was very good for me in the sense that it helped me learn a lot about um, 
um, well, about how to different opportunities that there are for generating income online rather than in the physical world. And so it was a very eye-opening experience for me. It was a very uh, educational experience for me. And eventually I did get back to work, working construction, and I've been on and off since then, like I said, for about the last year and a half. And in that time, I've still been exploring what it is that I really want to be doing. And I've really, I've been exploring that for the last five and a half years or so. And often in that exploration, coaching has come up. It didn't occur to me um, until probably more recently that I would host a podcast. But once again, getting back to the concept of the fourth generation, that came about during that time when I was working on um, setting up that online store. And I was like just uh, brainstorming different ideas for uh, revenue and for what it is that I'm passionate about, especially. I, I didn't want to be doing something with my life that was only about making a dollar or making a, uh, earning a living. And so the concept of the fourth generation came up. Um, I have a son who's, who will be 16 next month. And, you know, often thinking about his future, I, I realized like, it's like, it's a lot like, his generation and his kids um, are, are going to have a lot to deal with. And, you know, it, it's made me think not just that time a, a year and a half ago, but many times even before, like, what am I doing to make an impact so that when he grows up and when his kids grow up, they don't have this big mess to deal with. And then when I was a teenager and even up through my 20s and so on, I recognized like, man, the world is really in a pretty rough state, you know, like a state of crisis, really. And who, you know, who dropped the ball? Like who, where did, where did it just kind of get let go? And um, so I, it's, I'm not making it my mission to try to determine that. You know, that was just my question coming up. But as I started getting older and started getting away from my self-destructive behavior from my 20s and early 30s and started, like, working on my own personal development and trying to live into the uh, my higher self and realizing that, number one, I had a lot to contribute, and number two, it was actually my responsibility to contribute and uh, I started realizing like something needs to be done. And so that concept hit me, um, like I said, about a year and a half ago. And the concept comes from the Old Testament where um, it, it's written somewhere, and I can't quote this, but it's written somewhere like the sins of the fathers are passed down even to the third and the fourth generation. And I remember that from when I went to church as a kid and hearing the Bible read a lot and that for whatever reason that had stuck out and it occurred to me like that's a metaphor for the cycles that we pass down 
generationally uh, to our kids and in our communities and in society as a whole. And so at the time, I was thinking of uh, the concept as a book. And uh, eventually it will be. Um, and But for now, I'm starting with this podcast. And so the way it all came about, though, within the last year and a half. So I was off of work for about six months in 2018, the beginning of 2018. I spent most of that time working on my online store and near the end of that six month period is when I started conceptualizing the fourth generation in the book. And I had actually um, had some notes on an old phone that I've since lost and those notes were not stored or uh, saved in the cloud. So I lost all of that information that I was that I was kind of starting to put together for this concept and um, earlier this year in January I had got my tickets to go to the Summit of Greatness and many of you may have attended the Summit of Greatness this past year in 2019 and perhaps even previous years and I really wanted to go in 2018 and Lindsey Sterling ended up being there and performing and when I found that out after the fact I really kicked myself for not being there because I'm a huge Lindsey Sterling fan and I really love her uh, interviews on the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis House. So getting back to the story of how this concept is developed. So fast forward 2018, about uh, six months in, I started developing the concept of the fourth generation. Fast forward to... January 2019, I bought my tickets for Summit of Greatness 2019. Early spring of 2019, I dealt with another back injury, so I was out of work for another three months. And at the time, I had decided I'm, I'm just going to start putting myself out there on social media, start trying to do what I can to influence from where I'm at in life. And I wasn't feeling real great about myself. I was feeling kind of low. Um, the fact that I had dealt with back issues a lot over the last five years was starting to wear on me, um, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, it was starting to affect me in quite a deep way. And so I decided that I was going to strap my backpack on and I was going to go for a little walkabout and kind of do some self-discovery and, um, as I headed out to do that and got a few days in, my son texted me and he was like, Dad, no. Like, not cool. Um, I feel kind of abandoned and so on. And the truth be told, I feel that even beneath that was uh, kind of feelings of disappointment because we weren't connected on the same beliefs. Um, he's, like I said, he's about to be 16. He's starting to develop his own beliefs uh, in life in general and in a spiritual, in the spiritual realm, he's starting to develop what his beliefs are. And so I feel that really any young person going through that stage kind of wants their tribe to be a part of what their belief system is. And him and I didn't and don't necessarily see eye to eye on what our beliefs are. And it kind of 
created a little bit of tension and it kind of re-sparked that concept to me of the fourth generation and that generation being the idea of stopping certain cycles and one of the cycles in my life was kind of having religious beliefs forced on me when I was very young and so when my son Mikey started getting into some of those same beliefs it start I started getting uptight about it and started feeling very a lot a lot of the feelings from my youth came back up of how certain things were kind of forced on me and the really strong beliefs the beliefs that are very um like just one way like this is the only way to salvation or to heaven and I was you know it it just brought up a lot of emotions for me and I didn't know what to do with all of this at the time and so here I was I was off of work I I couldn't I wasn't going to take myself and allow myself to get injured even more on the job so I decided I'm going to sit it out and I was going to do this little walkabout to get my mind off it start putting myself out there I ended up back home and started questioning like what in the world like what am I going to do how am I here uh, it's been over five about five years since I quit drinking I've been doing a lot of work in my life like personal development and really trying to figure it out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing what's my calling what's my mission in life and uh, I, f- I felt kind of lost you know at the time and so during that time I was still listening to a lot of books a lot of podcasts and uh, a good friend of mine had suggested to listen to an interview with David Goggins. And so I found an interview that Jay Shetty did with him on YouTube, and I listened to it, and it really just it, it hit home hard. And so he talked about, um, you know, it's time to go back to your youth. It's time to go back there and talk to that kid acknowledge that kid, allow him to have his voice, and ex- explain to you, the grown-up, what happened to him. And he made it very clear in this interview, though, that he wanted us to go do that work, but not to get stuck, not to get stuck on who did things to us and what happened to us, but rather to get down to what is the story that you were told what is the story that you walked away with? What is the story that you continue to tell yourself? And so over the course of the next three months, I did that work. I, I went to the park nearly every single day and I would sit and I would meditate. And some days it was just, I would cry. Some days I would laugh. Some days it was just, you know, meditation. Some days I didn't even think about it, but I was there. But every day I would write. And I would, and I ended up writing a journal to myself, and and essentially writing myself a book, um, allowing that young man, that young that child coming up through my teen years, that young man to explain the things that had happened to him and how they made him feel, and what the story behind those things were. And when I was able to tease that story out and compare it to the 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 outcome of my life now I was able to see the correlation between what I had been told and what the story that I had adopted and continued to tell myself and was continuing to tell myself 
up until this point earlier this year and it just had a profound impact on me to realize that my current results were still being affected from a story that I was told and adopted years and years and years ago but I because of the fact that I never changed got rid of that old script and wrote a new one because I had never done that I'm still getting the current results and this in, was still getting the current results and this is earlier this year in my life and I'll give you a quick example when I was 16 years old I was overweight and when I was young I used to get teased and picked on and 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 one of the some of the names I remember being called was hippo and earthquake and this was by someone that I feel especially being grown now feel that I shouldn't have been teased that way by like they should have this person should have realized that that was very cruel and would have uh, a pretty severe impact on me now whether or not they understood that and still did it or they whether they were just naive to that fact is neither here nor there at this point but the the fact that the 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 point is that I took that story and I kept telling myself that and so by the time I was 16 years old, I was almost 300 pounds. I was overweight and I was big. And I had those beliefs about myself that I was um, that I was fat, that I was a hippo, that I was an earthquake. And I didn't consciously tell myself those things like when I thought of it, but that's the belief that I carried because that story was still ringing in my head. And so fast forward to... Earlier this year, I'm 36 years old, 20 years later, and I'm in pretty good shape. I lost a lot of weight after 16. I decided I'm done with this. I'm tired of being fat. I'm going to get in shape. And over the course of the next couple of years, I lost a little over 100 pounds. I got down to about 185 pounds. I've been in between 180 and 190 pounds since then. And so for the past 20 years, I've kept that weight off. But up until earlier this year, I was still carrying that belief that I that I'm fat. I was still that fat kid inside. And so after sitting down and doing that work and realizing that that's a story I was still telling myself, I developed some affirmations behind that. And so, for instance, the affirmation I carry now and the story that I tell myself now is that I'm strong, healthy, athletic, and handsome, and I'm proud of that fact. And so after I sat down for those three months and I wrote that story to myself, and I, and I wrote out those affirmations, and then I recorded them on my phone, and I left a pause in between each one so I could repeat it back. And every morning on my way to work, once I got back to work, uh, when my bank account said it's time to go back to work, and I, you know, I, I, on my drive every morning for the first 20 minutes or so, maybe a little longer now because I've added some affirmation, but I would repeat that recording three times and I would hear it and I would say it and then I'd hear the next one and I would say it and it gave me the opportunity to hear it twice every morning and say it once and it was within a matter of, I want to say days that some of those affirmations really started making an impact on me. And so over the course of the next few months leading up to the Summit of Greatness, I had been listening to those affirmations, and it just made a huge 
tremendous impact in my life. And what it helped me to realize is that I broke the cycle. I broke the cycle of the stories that I was telling myself. And I'm going to be honest, I've been breaking cycles in my life. As a father, I know and and I'm proud to say that I have broken certain cycles. Uh, The emotional and physical abuse that I experienced as a child, I did not bring that into my experience as a father. I one time, uh, now I was raised in a setting where we, I was taught that if you don't spank your children, if you don't teach them by that type of punishment, then you don't love them. And um, I admit that one time in Mikey's life, I did spank him when he was quite young. And the guilt that I felt behind that, I swore to myself, I will never lay a hand on my son again. I will never use physical uh, punishment or threats to influence this this child. And I've been adamant about that since then, and I, I broke that cycle. And then, and so I have been about breaking cycles in my life. But the the cycles that in my own life, the stories that I was telling myself, those cycles had not yet been broken, and I hadn't treated myself with the same compassion that I had decided that I was going to treat my son with. And so through that work and starting to do these affirmations and start changing this story that I was telling myself, it just made this profound impact in my life. And I almost immediately, it's, it's like I was craving to hear this other story. And so I started telling myself this new story and I started believing it. And through that process, I just started opening up. And like the work that I've been doing over the last five and a half years those initial five years ended up kind of being the foundation that I could build this new work on. <clears throat> and, and I was able to start saying these affirmations and not just repeating them like blah, 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 but actually saying them with intention and saying them with, with emotion. And that's something that Napoleon Hill talks about in Think and Grow Rich when he talks about writing your personal positive affirmation like you have to say it with emotion you have to say it with conviction but i was doing that and i would even switch up the wording most mornings just to make sure i wasn't just uh you know like subconsciously just repeating the words that i was hearing i was intentional about saying these affirmations uh where they could be where i knew that there was emotion behind it and it just it's it's literally has within the last six months has changed my life, and so leading up to summit of greatness, um, there was an episode on the school of greatness with Lewis House that he had um, Kyle Cease as a guest, and so Kyle was uh, promoting his book um, The Illusion of Money. But he was talking about creating space for our emotions that we have and for our fear. And so I was listening to that episode while I was at work one day. And he was talking to Lewis and he said to Lewis, well, do you want to do this exercise, this this exercise to deal with the fears that we have? And of course, Lewis was like, sure, let's do it. So he said, name one of your fears. And I couldn't tell you right now exactly what that fear was that Lewis named. But I knew that I had a fear that I wanted to face. 
And so I paused the episode and that fear that I wanted to face had just become uh, rel- or had just become I had just become aware of it the prior evening uh, after about a day and a half of pondering on the question, what is your biggest fear? And I couldn't tell you what book or podcast it was that asked me that question, but I had been pondering on it, like I said, for about a day and a half. And it occurred to me one evening riding after I left the gym that my biggest fear was the fear of connection, like true connection with people. And the fear wasn't so much connecting as, as, as much as it was of losing that connection or losing a friendship that I developed through connection. And so back in my 20s, my early and mid-20s, I had lost two best friends, uh, Nate Griffith and Rudy Jinks. And they were at different times, but they both at the time were my best friend. After Nate passed away, I I met Rudy and connected with him and became really close with him. And he had become my best friend. And then he passed away and both of them both of them lost their life to overdoses and it was pretty traumatic for me and so from that point forward without me realizing i never had opened myself all the way back up to uh that kind of deep connection i had only let people in so far and that occurred to me the night before i heard this podcast episode with lewis and um i keep wanting to say chase jarvis but it was kyle cease and so I paused the episode and I said, okay, I'm going to wait till break time and I'm going to do this exercise with them. And so at break time, I go outside and I'm working downtown in Charlotte and I'm sitting across the street from the NASCAR Hall of Fame and there's like eight guys out in the street and they got the street all cut up and construction guys and I work construction and uh, the, the reason I bring all that up is because I'm sitting out here going through this exercise like bawling my eyes out just in public and it was like I wanted to be like what the fuck I'm getting out of here but I just I said no I'm gonna stay and sit through this this exercise that Kyle is doing so the exercise was essentially like you know close your eyes some some breaths and then think about what that fear is and then think about where you feel it in your body and um and so on and i'm not going to go through the whole exercise but the point of the story is that i was able to create space and understand that fear and not try to chase it off but understand it and come to terms with it and the reason i share that story with you is because that was like kind of the high point after all my affirmations and the work i had been doing really for five and a half years, but especially the breakthroughs that I was having this year, I realized that with that being my fear, fear of connecting with people, I did not want to go to the summit of greatness and still be holding on to that fear in the way that I was because I knew I wanted to reach out and I wanted to connect in a big way at this summit. I knew I was going to be around my people, around my tribe, and after doing that that exercise, and then it had to be about a week and a half before the Summit of Greatness, and after doing that exercise, things just started really opening up for me. Like, 
I started coming out of the shell in a new way. And I had been doing a lot of that work and like kind of opened myself up. And during that time, I had also listened to the School of Greatness, the book, finally. After a number of years of following Lewis, um, someone had suggested, like, if you haven't listened to the book, School of Greatness, before, then listen to it before you come to the Summit of Greatness. Like, you really are going to want to hear that. And so when I listened to it, and the first chapter being on your vision, it just it clicked. I knew what my vision was. I knew I wanted to coach, and I knew I wanted to work with a specific group of people. And so those things all culminated into um, or came together leading up to the Summit of Greatness. And when I went to the summit, I went very open, and I went very much intentionally reaching out and making connections and I just met so many amazing people and the speakers were awesome and the crowd, the energy, everything about the summit was just life-changing for me. And coming to the summit with an understanding of my vision, like knowing that I wanted to coach, it just allowed me the opportunity for that, that vision to really develop and for me to gain clarity on it. And someone asked me today, like, what was your aha moment about the fourth generation? And so I had talked about that I had this concept for about a year and a half. And in the fourth generation, essentially being a generation to say, okay, we stop cycles. We stop these destructive behaviors that are being passed down through generations and through communities and through society. And we we figure out what those things are and we say no more that stops here we speak up we we speak out against the people who are saying the inappropriate things we we try to educate and help people realize there are better ways to um to handle certain situations and i'm not going to go into all of the thing all of the cycles that need to be broke on this particular podcast um and to be honest, that's why the podcast, why I started the podcast, because I feel that through stories, and I'm going back to the story, the story we tell ourselves. I've been talking about that for here for a few minutes now, and but through story, and and figuring out how we relate to other people by listening to other people's stories, we can actually see what the difference or what the similarities that we have with other people are, but we can also see the cycles or the behavior of how we're treating other people based on the differences and when we realize that there is way more in that we have way more in common with people than we have differences with them we're able to connect on a deeper level but it also points out what those cycles are what those destructive behaviors are and so coming away from the the summit of greatness i knew that my 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 vision was really clear and clear and i was talking about an aha moment and so ed mylett was on stage on friday during the summit and during his presentation he talked about he he talked about the sins of the fathers being passed down to the third and the fourth generation and when i heard him say that it was just kind of, a, that was my aha moment. It was like a smack in the face, like, this is your your purpose. 
Like, and, and, and I'm going to admit right now, like, I'm not creating anything new here, per se, or at least as far as a, um, a community. Like, this community, the fourth generation, you already exist. You're already out there. And I know you are because I met a bunch of you at the Summit of Greatness. Uh, people who are who are making changes in their lives. People who are making changes in their families, in their communities. And, and working to break these cycles already. And so my vision is to bring that group together and um, give us a name to identify ourselves by. And give ourselves a community to say we collectively are going to stand against these destructive beliefs and behaviors that keep getting passed down in our society and keep causing um, destruction and keep causing um, division and based on so many different things, based on race, based on uh, uh, gender, based on sexual preference, based on spiritual or religious beliefs like we are living in, in a era in history where we can no longer tolerate that if we're going to get together and address the issues, the, the broader issues of, that need to be handled. And I'm talking about um, environmental issues. I'm talking about social issues and uh, relieving the tension. Like it, It's like a bubble that's just about to burst. And I think everyone senses it. I don't even think I need to name it. Like we we see the racism, we see the um, we see the hatred, and I mean, watch the news. You know what I'm saying? So the concept behind this podcast in general is to to battle that. And so as a fourth generationer, we are a warrior. We stand up and we don't. We say this is where the cycle ends. And now I was just listening to another episode on School of Greatness with Sophia Bush just the other day, and she it was hitting home when she was talking. I was I was I was over there clapping. I was just like, "You're on it! You're on it! You're talking about the same thing I am." And but she was talking about all of these different issues, but the connectivity of it all too, and. But they were also talking about how it's difficult for one person to try to tackle all of the issues. And so what I hope that this platform ends up turning into is an opportunity for people to identify, I am a fourth generationer. At the same time, you're able to identify what the topic is that you want to work on tackling. And yet, still be in a community of people where you could... Um, kind of bridge the gap between different issues and be able to work across the board and, and find people who are able to support each other on all of the issues, even if you, your focus is more narrowly, is more narrow towards one particular or a few particular issues. And so the... Um, once again, what I'm trying to create with this podcast in particular is a place for people to come and share their story, which I feel, number one, is very important for people to have the opportunity to share their story, but then for the audience to be able to relate to people they would perhaps wouldn't normally relate with um, 
and, and realize that we are so much alike when it comes down to humanity. We have so much in common with the next person, even if they look different, if they came from a different place, if they have a different uh, upbringing, if they have different beliefs, if they have different preferences, we still, at the end of the day, we're all in this human struggle together, and we need to be working together, not working against each other. And I personally am sick and tired of the people who are causing division for their own gain. And um, I'm sure there are those who would deny that and say that that's not happening, but it is. I can see it. I'm not stupid. I can, I can see clearly that there are those out there who would love to see more division rather than unity because that profits them in one way or another. And so here at the fourth generation, we're trying to create uh, a community where we can come together and you can speak your truth, you can be who you are, and you can you know, pick up the shield and be willing to stand up and break these cycles so that the next generations have a chance. I mean, seriously, like there are major issues in this world that need to be tackled and all across the board. And if the next generation has to deal with the same cycles that we've been dealing with, the same crap, the same beliefs, the same division that keeps getting passed down generation after generation, they're not going to be able to focus on uh, tackling those issues. And so my concept and my uh, mission in life is to kind of hold back that flood the best that I can. And I want to get other people involved, other people who are willing to say, this shit stops here. It goes no further. And, you know, there's a, a story in the Old Testament where I think it was the Babylonians were coming to uh, against the Israelites again. And I could be wrong. It could have been another enemy. But there was the warriors who were standing and fighting while the masons were building the wall back behind them. And there was they were actually building as the warriors were standing there and defending them um, from the enemy. And that's kind of the concept behind this is standing up and saying, we are standing in the gap and we're giving the next generation an opportunity to grow up emotionally intelligent and to grow up without a bunch of crap in their life that they have to go back and deal with from their parents or from uh, the community that they grow up in or from a society as a whole. And we are not going to allow that to get to them and affect them in the way that may have affected us or the generations prior to us. And we're going to stop that crap and we're going to not let it get past us. And so that's my mission, my passion behind this fourth generation. And so if you're out there and you're hearing this and this inspires you, I hope that you'll identify as fourth generation. Um, I have, you can find me over on Instagram at the dot fourth generation. That's the period fourth generation. Or you can find me on Facebook at the fourth generation. But please get involved. Um, share this episode, share the episodes that I have out and that I will be putting out later or moving forward and let other people know about this movement. Um, once again, like I said, I am not uh, coming up with any new concept here as far as people breaking cycles, 
but I would like to see a community who is really outspoken about that's what our mission is, is to stop the, the proverbial shit from continuing to roll downhill, essentially. And with that, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I think I've, uh, I've explained myself clear enough. And I really just hope that, that people will start getting involved with this because if it doesn't stop here, then where is it going to stop? And we're running out of time at th- where things can be done to change the trajectory of history without really severe consequences coming about. And the sad part is that the consequences are going to continue to roll downhill. And there are those alive now who may not have to deal with those consequences. But what about our kids? What about our grandkids? What about their grandkids? Are we leaving the world better than we found it? Or are we just doing like prior generations and saying, oh, well, someone will have to deal with it down the line, but I'm too busy to deal with it. Or I've got this or that or the other thing going on where I'm just going to kind of keep ignoring it because I'm comfortable enough in my own life. And I'm asking you as the fourth generation to please, please stand up. Stand up with me and say no more. This will not go any further. This is where it stops because we are the fourth generation and it goes no further. That's my request to you today. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I really, really appreciate your time. And I'll be talking to you again soon. We'll be finishing up this um, interview with Alejandro Sanchez in the next episode or two. And then moving on to some new guests. And I'm really excited about it moving forward. Once again, thank you for your time. I will talk to you again soon. I love, love, love you guys.